0: The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff and management.
1: Welcome to New Dimensions with your host, Rev. Nicholas Barrett. Our identities are not labels, identifying who we are to others. Rather, they are found in God's riches, His likeness, and character. We can discover our true selves and live the way He has intended for us to live. Now, here is Reverend Nicholas Barrett.
2: Hello, it's Nicholas Barrett. I have a great show for you all today. We're going out live from Los Angeles, California, worldwide on the Amazing Voice America Network. You can get the show Wednesdays at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time and then access any episode... On iTunes, on the iTunes app. Welcome, whether you're here for the first time or the 100th time, I want to thank you for making this part of your day, as there are many other things you could be doing right now. I'm believing no one's here by accident and you've been divinely aligned to hear this message for precisely this time in history. Wherever you are in the world, we are united by a common language, not one of religion, which is exclusive, but in the love which is inclusive. It includes all people. That's God's posture as he values each one of us the same and wants the best for your life and my life, regardless of where you are or where you may find yourself in your life. God is more concerned with where you're going than where you've been. So like an orchestra practices before a performance or a sports team warms up before a game, I have a story for you that will take your mind out of your daily routine or whatever you've been doing slow it down so that today's message will be more effective, that your mind will be prepared and ready to hear it. So the mind is just like anything else. To be effective, you just have to prepare. So I have an inspirational story. It's about a dog, Hero. The is from Tampa, Florida, May thirteenth, 2016. It's from the Associated Press. When a venomous eastern diamondback rattlesnake appeared in the Backyard of a seven-year-old girl, her German Shepherd came to her rescue, refusing to back down even when the snake bit him three times. In short, House the dog as a hero. It shows you that a rescue dog, for us, paid it forward by protecting my family," said Adam Deluca of Tampa. So hundreds of donors are coming to the family's rescue, and the quickly topping the goal they had of fifteen thousand dollars on Friday for the GoFundMe project to help pay for the anti-venom now needed to keep the dog alive. By that Friday afternoon, $35,000 had been raised for the dog's care. The doghouse is still recovering in the intensive care unit of Tampa's Blue Pearl Emergency Hospital and is being treated with this anti-venom and painkillers, the doctors reported. So without this pain medication, he's in pain. He's responsive. He's alert. His leg is swollen and comfortable, the doctor said. So Molly DeLuca's grandmother was watching her play with the two-year-old shepherd in the backyard when the dog suddenly jumped in front of the girl and reared up several times. It wasn't clear what had happened at first, They, they couldn't tell, but House was bleeding, so they decided to take him to the vets. When his leg was shaved, three bite marks could be seen, which are telltale signs of a rattlesnake. So the family lives near a state park that it's a habitat for snakes, cotton mouse, and other dangerous critters that can slip under their fence from the wilderness. So the snake's venom damaged the dog's kidneys. Vets now expect a full recovery, but it won't be cheap. Each day in the ICU costs between 1000 dollars and 1500 dollars and each vial of anti-venom costs $618. So the dog is averaging four or five vials per day as the poison leaves his system. So the family is overwhelmed by the fundraising effort and the support that people have made. So the dog is expected to be hospitalized for another few days, and the family plans to put any unused donations to a local dog organization. The family adopted the dog two months ago from a rescue organization, but they already had no doubt that he'd risk his life to save Molly or her four-year-old brother. It just exceeded all expectations all the way around, the family said. The kids loved him, they hugged him, and he always took it and never did anything back. So whenever anyone came to the door, he would start barking and be protective. He's been an amazing dog. He's the type of dog that when you buy a dog, you would pay thousands of dollars, but we adopted him and got him for free. So friends, it's not what you give, but it's from where you give that makes the world of difference. In Matthew 12, it tells us they gave out of their wealth, but she out of her poverty put everything and she, that she had to live on. What you do for another really is a heart issue. It's giving when most would not and not expecting anything back in return. So, friends, what God's put in the side of you can rescue the sick. It can be a catalyst to break family addictions, curses, hopelessness, depression in those that you daily encounter in your life. So I ask you today, who in your life needs a little bit of house the hero? To the world, remember, you may be one person. But to a person in their time of need, you may be their whole world. So in my 10-year journey in ministry, I've done many tasks in that time. I've been on my hands and knees to clean floors of a new church building that we moved into. But the one I most vividly recall is of a man who I'd spoken to one Sunday on the front door of the church. He returned. He said, I came back because of you. I would have taken my life maybe otherwise. I have many other stories really that I could tell you of how I put my routine aside to take time to talk to others in their time of need, not knowing until sometime after, sometime even years after, that that they would come and tell me that the encounter had helped put them on a course that would transform their lives. This is not about boasting what I'm doing. It's about saying the ability you have in you can be life-saving, but it's about giving Out of what you haven't got. In other words, if you don't have the time and you put that aside, that is like we talked about in Mark with the lady who gave what she didn't have, not out of her wealth. So what you give and go over and beyond, just like the dog, you have greatness waiting to be manifest, and it's much more powerful than what you think. Ephesians three tells us, Ephesians three seventeen, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and I pray for you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide, how long, how high, and how deep is the love of God, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, and that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him is who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ throughout all generations. So what this really means is what you have in you far suppresses your human um, human cognizant ability. In other words, whatever you think in, in your mind, we, we tend to bring things down as human beings And it's all our interpretation based off previous experiences, and we we have a limitation. We have a limitation in things we do, but if we develop this attitude of love to know that we can do far greater than we think, we can go forward. So I ask you, what's at work in you today that you can use to make a difference? You know, I could land a plane on this introduction, but I'm excited about this week's message and what God's going to do with it, and... The title, I've really worked hard and prayed hard on this title. It is called Toolbox. Toolbox. (laughs) The definition of a toolbox is as follows. It's a box or container for keeping tools in. In computing, it's a set of software tools or a set of programs and functions that are accessible from a single menu. As in the case of a computer, your body is the hardware, the container for all the functions from a single accessible menu. The mind is the software that can be activated to determine what the hardware, in other words, you, does. The software that you have has been stored from living and is made up of what you have learned, experienced, assimilated, and adapted to fit your lifestyle. So the most important part of your integral toolbox is your mind, as your way of thinking determines your way of living. Many of us do the things that we do today so automatically that we sometimes don't even stop to think. What are we doing? Why are we doing it? And what are the results that we want to get from what we're doing? So the cognitive mind is the the one that determines what you think and then do based from your understanding of the world. This is the part of the mind that I refer to as the prefrontal cortex. It's the conscious, higher, decision-making mind of yourself. This is the higher part of your consciousness, and it becomes the subconsciousness. So that can become the catalyst that will rob you from the best of life and what what God wants to do both in and through you. Yes, it's always inside out. As if I don't get my insides right, my life on the outside gets skewed. Many of us are waiting for something to come along on the outside to be the fix, but that will never happen unless we can make a shift needed from the inside. To really make a shift, whatever we want on the outside, there's always a shift. There's an inner movement from us. So to give you an idea of how this happens, the prefrontal cortex or the cerebral cortex, let's keep this referenced as the conscious part of your mind, if you can think about it, the frontal, the conscious part. It's located towards your frontal lobe. It becomes not the one that determines your life as it gets superseded by your limbic mind, which is the emotional mind. This is like your mind's computer processor in that it processes your emotions, your daily behavior, and much more of your decision-making. Much of your decision making is coming from this process. The drawback is that while we're giving you, it gives you the ability to multitask, because obviously you can do many, many things if you don't have to consciously think about it. It's automative in that it makes decisions 200 times faster than your higher mind, your higher self. So it makes it the part of you that's bouncing and reacting off things, be they circumstances or your daily conversations with people. Many of the decisions that we make become rational long after we've made them becoming hindsight which forms as our many most of our regrets, you know the could-haves, the would-haves, the should-haves in life that we have. How many times have you made a decision only to regret it sometime later? This is because you've been in your reactive mode, the human default button if not checked. I'm I, the, what I really refer to this is we're bouncing around all day based upon external circumstances, people fluxes, so we're like a tennis ball. We have a tennis ball lifestyle. You know, have you ever stopped to listen to couples, how they talk to one another? Children, when they're together, our daily decision-making, not to mention the roadways, which for the most part are a battleground. People reacting with each other and paying back and just bouncing. Most of these scenarios are made up of people not communicating with their higher self, which is the conscious mind God gave you, but their reacting emotional, limbic mind. So people, for the most part, we don't communicate. We're just bouncing off one another in an autopilot by the conditioned automatic mind. So we need to remember that 90% of our human behavior happens subconsciously. Wow, this is really a a wow, 90%. So we're going to free some people and change some lives today with what we're going to do on this show. Many reasons why we're not aware of this is we are in the world but don't spend much time to be transformed by the renewing of the mind. See, God, the, the maker, the maker of all of us and the world, he knew the mind would be the problem. That's why he instructed us to be in the world but to be transformed by the renewing of the mind. If God didn't know this, he wouldn't have instructed this. He knew the mind would get jacked up through living and not serve us well for the journey he's mapped out. So he knew that we we would need to constantly renew the mind. So what this really means, if you've been on the show only once, renewing means that you're to be very much aware of the world. It doesn't mean to go around in denial, but also that you're aware that the world's methods and ways and the people in it, have created all of the problems, not the other way around. It's not the world that's the problem. Like we tend to look at, oh, the world's different place these days. I had a conversation at a coffee shop yesterday. No, no, it's not. The world's always spectacular. You know, it's almost 10,000 varieties of birds, 4,000 varieties of flowers, and enough arteries to wrap around the world two and a half times. But it's spectacular, but it's, it's our present look. We need to be aware of it, but but retransform. So the reality, and this is really the reality, the people that complain most often have contributed the most to the present ways of the world. So this message is for someone. Stop looking at how bad the world is because it will only serve to cause you to make it look worse. Instead, look at the log you've created in your own eye with your attitude towards the world and take responsibility to clean up your garden, your way of living. We're going to take a commercial break now, and in the second second segment we're going to talk about how to maximize i want to get to know how i can use this toolbox and access it from my computer internal computer to use to have a life that's integral and a mind that's integral to the one that god wants for you enjoy the commercial break and we will be back in a few minutes
3: Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to share success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Hear about personal growth, building a better business, inspirational life stories, and personal branding. You'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. There are all kinds of inspiring work-life stories told by people who have made work something to look forward to every day. Working On Purpose can be heard every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment.
1: Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are tuned in to New Dimensions. To reach Reverend Nicholas or his guests today, please call in to 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. You may also send an email to nbarrett28 at yahoo.com. Now, back to New Dimensions.
2: Welcome back to the second segment. For those of you who weren't on for the first segment, when we're talking about a great story, about a dog that gave from the heart. I mean, we're talking about giving. It's not giving from your abundance. It's actually giving from your lack. So it's a heart issue, giving. We're then talking about a toolbox, how it's like a the mind is like a computer system. It has various applications and how we want to use those applications to give us a life or, and a mind that's integral to a life with God. How are we going to adjust our mind, the toolbox of our mind, to get what God Wants from our life. So, in other words, to get the best computer program in your mind, that's going to give you the potential. It's going to remove limitation, burdens, and bondage that we put ourselves in. So, how to maximize the toolbox? How do we maximize this toolbox? Being that you mostly, as we covered, use the automotive part of your mind, because it's you know 200 times faster than the conscious in your everyday living, you should make it a priority to reprogram that. Reprogram, as I said, with updated software, much like when a MacBook do an upgrade from Yosemite to Lion, they change the software so the hardware is the same, which is your body, but the software, the mind, will make it function. It'll enhance the characteristics it will give you effectiveness. In the Bible affirms in many places, you actually renew the mind. So Romans 12, 2, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of the mind. As we know, all of the problems we had and have at the moment didn't come when we were born straight out of, of the womb. It came from living. So it's being conditioned from the world, which operates not in the best fashion. So that's why we need to renew and transform. If we stay the same, very simply, we will not, unless we go to a higher quality to change what we're doing, we'll be running on the same computer program, which is the one of the news media, the one of negativity. It's the negative news, which is their political campaigns, that they're rude and angry. The whole world is perpetuating off a tennis ball. We are a tennis ball bouncing, expecting change. We want the tennis ball to turn into a soccer ball, but it's not going to happen. We need to change from inside. So the way that you behave, react, and live today started by you first making decisions based off perceptions, off experiences you've encountered. These then become your hurts, disappointments, letdowns, and limitations. So this gets stored from your conscious mind, which I mentioned to you as the higher you, into your emotional limbic mind, which is very simply the unconscious mind, which is your lower consciousness. And the Limbic mind today that you have is sustained through triggers, which become stimulated by things in your present everyday life. These are triggered from your past. So it means that you can change the way you behave today by raising your awareness of the things that have happened in your past and how they can affect your life in the present. I can't always control what's on the outside, but I can control what's on the inside of me. To give you an example, people who are less affected by their daily interactions who do not immediately get into anxiety, anger, vengeance, or any negative emotional feelings are more in tune with their higher self. They're more in tune with God, which is connected to their higher mind, the prefrontal cortex. So when you live through your higher self, you can diminish negative feelings as you're less likely to be bouncing off people, circumstances that happen during the day, And as a result, be less stricken by unhappiness, resentment, anxiety, or anger. So the 65% use we have of, of antidepressants, they'll come down. Similarly, those that are less aware, and that's the majority of us, tend to have little resistance to everyday fluxes in life. So we're often on a roller coaster. And I'm actually preparing a show for a future series. I'm I'm committing to this uh, wonderful Voice America Network till November and that'll coincide with the launch of my book on August 6, but a a roller coaster will be another series I'm doing. So does this sound sound like any of you I I may be talking to today? I know it sounds like me sometimes. It's our universal human condition and I imagine many of us can really relate to this. So I want to help some people to plow deeper. I have worked on this area very intensely in the last 10 years. And I'm getting to a place really the closer you are to God's character and likeness, the more you'll be in your higher self, the less reactionary because you'll be empathetic. You'll be loving. You'll not be in the the mindset of resentment and happiness, revenge, payback. He did this to me. Life will just become less of a burden because like the Bible says, cast all your fears, worries and limitations and put them on me. My yoke is easy. So why go around with two big suitcases in your hand when God can take them off you? I mean, he can take them off you, put them on that carousel, and you'd be going around in a much easier way. And I'm really feeling this from my heart. So I really want to help. I want to help a few thousand people here. Being that the brain's emotional functions are connected to its conscious mind, while you cannot change your feelings by a command button, you can in time change the way you think. So you can then change the way that you react and then the way that you live. Remember, how you react and behave today is based off all of your past experiences and then how you have interpreted those. This is mostly stored as pain, which then becomes a pain bank. It's like a bank account. What am I putting in? I've deposited pain, so I have a pain body. My body is full of pain. So in short, if not change, it'll keep you feeling the way you do for the rest of your life. No motivational speaker, no tape, no this, no that is going to help until you can really conquer the source of that problem. You can numb it with a band aid, which is all of these feel good things. You can do it for yourself, but you can't because you need to re- refurbish with a higher quality, with something outside of you, which is God. It, it really, the, mo- the moment you grasp this, I know in our humanity sometimes we get resistant. I know I do sometimes, but when we really, when we lose the resistance, we have a persistently better lifestyle. Persistently better lifestyle. So, for example. As most of your triggers today that you react to are based off words or behaviors that you witnessed from your childhood, in particular your first four years of your living. So to reprogram your emotional reactive mind, you need to go back to then go forward. It's regression to progress. So this has usually been with interactions with your parents, as the ones that are closest to us are the ones that hurt us most. I mean, isn't that the truth? And I'll repeat that. The ones that are closest to us usually hurt us the most. And I think all of us can really relate to this at some point in our lives. If it wasn't your parents, if you had the best parents in the world, I was was very blessed with that. But it's been through relationships. It's been through people that we've given our hearts to, and they've literally dissected them on a table. It's happened to me many times that. It can be a setback, and to explain to you, with, with therapy. The setback with most therapy people seek is that it's a hold-your-hand technique to do nothing more than say, it's fine, it will be okay if you keep moving forward. It's like putting a, a, a rug, a little mat over a coffee stain on a carpet saying it'll be fine if you keep moving forward. Sure, it will, but I know people that have spent thousands of dollars seeing therapists for years and years, and they still walk through their life with a limp. And this message is for somebody. I really feel it strongly. The way forward is not in pretending it's okay or talking yourself into being okay. A lot of us put our modern-day uh, disguises on. Oh, I'm fine. I'm great. I'm great. Meanwhile, our heart and sight is, is literally in a thousand pieces. It's not okay saying we're okay. The optimum way forward, and the only way forward, really, is going back, forgiving your transgressors, in other words, the ones that have hurt you, and then moving forward in strength and freedom. And not the bondage that you've allowed others' transgressions to keep you hostage to. Because if I allow someone else to hurt me, they haven't hurt me. I've given them permission. I've taken that decision. But at the same time, I'm in bondage to them because they're still impacting my feelings 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years later. People are talking about, well, I want to get my ex back. Or my mother was an alcoholic. She damaged my life. These things will haunt you. And really, if you get a hold of what I'm trying to say... It really will give you freedom, freedom in that. I mean, there is freedom in God's love and freedom in the name of Jesus. There's freedom in God's love because if we develop that characteristic, and this is really, I'm coming from being through the valley of the shadow of death and I've triumphed. Once you can have that as your default button, God's love, all of these things will come into place. It's done it with my brother, with so many countless relationships, and now. Amazing, because I changed from one quality, the world's way of handling it, which was bouncing, reacting, and I went to my higher mind, to basically the mind God gave me, or he's giving it to me now as well. It's always renewal. It's a constant process. So I'll cover God and forgiveness in another episode. I don't really have time to plow into this one. You can access more on this topic. I've done previous show titles. The one that comes to mind is My Past is a Mirror or Negative Resonance. All of these things deal with past hurts and how they impact your present. Just search the show name, which is New Dimensions, plural, and then search the individual titles within that. So we're going to take a look at, to get out of feelings, we need to challenge them. Anything in life that we, we are accepting automatively it needs to be challenged so you need to challenge your thoughts most of us automatically run behind our thoughts building our lives based upon feelings I'm building on my lives and how I feel I'm getting married by how I feel I'm leaving my job by how I feel I'm walking out on somebody by how I feel I'm gambling by how I feel I'm being angry by how I feel so how is living by your feelings working for you are you happy are you whole you know, please stop letting your feelings run your life. You don't want to spend your life like a dog being led on a leash, as you can easily be pulled around on the leash of feelings for the rest of your life. We just need to become aware. We're, we're following sometimes without even critically challenging our feelings. We're being led like a dog on a leash by our feelings, the feelings of leash, we can refer this to. So, really. I love you, and I'm trying to help some people. God is really moving me with this show. I want to do a whole different type of episode, but he does this a lot lately. Every time I finish a show, I don't really know what I'm doing next week. I pray for that, and it becomes, just, it becomes out. It takes me probably 20 or 30 hours to really prepare them. There's a lot that goes into an hour show. It's a lot of heart, a lot of wisdom that God gives me, but it's, it's about really giving a message that's coming from my heart. It's not about giving you a message that's going to be popular or gain 10 more thousand Twitter followers or make money. You know, I'm a self-financing ministry. And I know that if you pursue passion, finance always follows. Pursue passion based upon not what you want to do, but what God wants to do in and through you. You know, I can do all things. I can, you know, I can do all things through God who strengthens me. In other words, He'll not do it for you. You have to be proactive. So, thoughts are information and as such can be challenged for accuracy. Just like any other information you're reading, your thoughts are giving you information based upon what you're looking and what your understanding is, you can challenge those thoughts. Things like, I'm days behind with my work. I never seem to be able to get it all done. I'm sick and tired of my life. Things are what they are. I hear this a lot. These are all based off your human propensity to catastrophize. In other words, thoughts that have been blown up in your emotional limbic mind and then taken on board through thought paradigms and patterns. You've just maintained this. It's become your way of thinking. We catastrophize these things. I hear these things a lot that I've just mentioned, and I'm really trying to give you some good food on this, that it can go on fertile soil and and make some changes, really break some things off. Sometimes we need to break things off to leave enough room for God to bring things in. So in the framework of more critical thinking, it will increase the activity of your conscious mind, which is the prefrontal cortex, which will assist you to be less likely to fall victim to your automatic emotional mind trap. You'll become more in the likeness of God, and your thoughts will be higher. Your ways will be higher. So the mind really is a trap. It's like a, a radio changing frequencies from AM to FM. It's the same radio, but now it's functioning on a different frequency. What is your frequency today, friend? Is it the separated mind of the world, which is limbic, bouncing off and reacting, political campaigns, the things that are going on in the world? It's all off reaction. What's your frequency? Are you at the higher frequency? Are you at your prefrontal cortex, your higher mind? The choice really is yours. What frequency? I mean, Proverbs 25, 8 tells us, and I love this one, don't jump to conclusions. There may be a perfectly good explanation for what I just saw. This is the message version of Proverbs. What an amazing thing that is. I can tell you about an incident. Just give you an example. A person is sitting there in their car at a stoplight. The car behind sounds the horn, causing the person to immediately get angry and start using foul language. The reality was the driver behind was driving a new car and was attempting to use the onboard entertainment system, and they inadvertently pressed the wrong stalk. But, of course, the driver in front... His whole morning is messed up because of this honking. He wanted to get it, got out of the car, all of this thing. But it's his imaginary mind. He's being led on that leash again. You see how powerful this leash is? Got to break it. God is more powerful. A line in a coffee shop, a person cuts in front without knowing that the line formed from the other side of the round counter. The other person at the front of the line got angry and said, I'm waiting here before you don't cut in front of me in a stern voice. I see this happening. This is coming from observations that I'm doing. Always hold back before reacting as you might just be bouncing and jumping to the wrong conclusions. Remember, your higher self is closer to the likeness and character of God and he will not be bouncing and reacting and judging. He will always give you the best life. Doing it God's way is always the best when you may be by yourself, but you're always in the majority when you're with God. And I just want to, we're taking a break in a second and I just want to repeat that verse again it's a spectacular verse do not jump to conclusions as there may be a perfectly good explanation for what you just saw that could be reacting to your husband's or wife text message thinking it's maybe an affair it could be reacting to your children maybe it's something totally inadvertent we're going to take a break soon and coming back into the second segment we're going to talk about how are we going to do some takeouts how are we going to control our mind to go from reactive how are we going to get a mind to work for us in alignment and just some takeouts how you can use this and put it apply it to your life everything that you use wisdom is only wisdom if it's applicable if it's applied if you've used it in some tangible way have a good break and I will talk to you in the next segment
0: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
3: Are you ready for a health, life, and empowerment show in one? Then be sure to listen every week for Living Well with Ann Beal. Ann takes her long-running TV show to the Internet talk radio airwaves with guest experts and insight designed to help you live a healthy and successful life. By hearing from the experts and those who have found success, our goal is that you too will be motivated to do the same. Living Well with Ann Beal can be heard every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Do you have complete control over your thoughts and your life? It
0: seems like we do, but there are always outside forces that are wreaking havoc with that control. How do we get our thoughts back on track, so to speak? Listen for help. My thoughts are holding me hostage with Dr. Jeffrey Fannin. When you command the power of thought, you can achieve or have whatever you want. Make the laws of the universe work for you. Tune in every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
1: you are tuned in to new dimensions to reach reverend nicholas or his guests today please call in to 1 888-346-9141 that's 1 888-346-9141 you may also send an email to nbarrett28 at yahoo.com now back to new dimensions
2: Good good morning again. We're going on to the third segment, the third and final segment. And you know what I say about the final segment. It's actually the beginning of the next because what we hear, if we're going to plant what we hear in fertile soil, we're going to be growing fruit. We're going to be making changes which will be internal changes. Our hearts will be changing, our minds will be changing, and our lives will be changing. And the great thing is People in your family will be changing, people you're struggling with at the moment, your exes, people that have done you wrong will be changing because they will change through you. And when light comes, if they're not ready, they'll either scatter or they'll rise. But if you put dark and reaction into a situation, you'll be bouncing. So we're talking in this show, takeouts will be, we're talking about the mind God gave you, the higher mind and the emotional limbic mind, which is the conditional mind. The mind is like, like, that's like a leash. It works 200 times faster than your conscious. It's automotive in that you can multitask. The advantage is it follows, you follow it. It's so fast, it makes the decision based upon its feelings, which is always in lower love, in a lower quality than the mind God gave you. Because obviously if we're making decisions in our lower awareness, in our lower conscious, how can we possibly be getting the best outcome? So it's about aligning the mind that God gave you in the toolbox because it's like a toolbox you can access at any time it's in you just like in a computer and have the mind that's aligned to the life that God wants for you so John ten ten tells us the thief comes only to kill seek and destroy I came that you may have life in abundance so it's very simply it's the love letter to us it's our human, if you like, manual. Just when you buy a car, you have a car manual. The Bible is our manual. It just gets us to the best operating quality. So God wants the best for you. Your mind is the only thing that can come in its way. If you want a better life, very simply, you just really have to hone in. And diminish the mind of bouncing and reacting. You have to become proactive and not reactive. Just because the world's doing it, just because political campaigns are doing it or ISIS is doing it, it's not giving us the best. It's manifesting all of these problems and they're becoming more and more and more. It's like a spinning cycle. It's like a typhoon. It goes around in a circle. You need to break that. You need to break and recondition it. Galatians 6 7 tells us do not be deceived God is not mocked For whatever one sows he will also reap this can be broken down into my life and your life by looking at it this way whatever your current focus will be your future destination thoughts are seeds they are sowing but the future destination is the reaping is what am I going to get from my thoughts so very simply what you sow with the mind is what you shall reap in fruit. My mind in my marriage, my mind with my children, my mind in my career, if it's not honed in to be the best program for the toolbox, it's going to give me results that I don't want. Very often, we're leading the lives we don't want because we've used our mind to get us there. It happens gradually. We can be deceived because the enemy is in your lower conscious. God is always the higher conscious, the enemy, the devil, whatever we want to call him. Your inner accuser is always your lower mindset. You know, we cannot deceive ourselves and others with excuses and pretenses because God really knows and will not be deceived. He knows your heart and the secret parts of us. So your actions will bring back with them corresponding results. If you want to change your lives, change your actions. We're going to look at takeouts. What are we going to take out from this? How do we hone in? Firstly, we need to quieten the mind down. Because when we adopt a mind of greater awareness, we increase the possibility of maximizing our life by positively impacting our present circumstances. Life will always be changing circumstances, and the only way we'll maximize it is by positively impacting them. If we're reacting to them, we're negatively impacting them. So we can do this by becoming more aware of our moods and emotions. These are always going to be there, our fluxes, our moods and emotions, as this enables us to become more aware of the triggers, which will limit the ability of your pain body. So obviously, the more aware I am of my external things that press my button, whether it's in my marriage, the things that my partner says, or my children, or my boss, or my ex, or my parents, the more I'm aware of the... Words or the scenarios that would trigger the pain in me, which causes me to react. Remember, you're reacting only from a hurt. You can only react from the past. This is the great thing about this. You can't react in the present from the present. You're reacting from the past. Otherwise, you'd be completely open, like God, and you'd be open-minded. And we're not. We need to limit the pain body. It's okay talking, you know, about this pain body, but we need to limit this because this is the demon. This is the Jekyll and Hyde in you. So we need to practice. Being in the present on a daily basis, that's really a very helpful tool. I want to be present in the moment. There is no other moment more powerful than the one I'm in. It's the one I'm in. The conversation I'm in right now is the only one I'm in, the most powerful. The setup I'm in at the moment is the most powerful because the only way I can impact the future is through this present moment, and we're transcending that all the time we're transcending, transcending the previous moments, becoming the next moment and the next moment. So we have to be really in the moment. How I personally do it, I exercise at the gym, or I can do in Santa Monica, there's this brutal staircase. I did it 10 times yesterday. It's close to the ocean. Even if you don't have an ocean, just exercise. You can detach yourself from your thoughts and emotions, which is important. While becoming present to everything around you, the mind is like a race car. It's going around. It's it's going around at 60,000 thoughts a day. So when you do exercise, you can detach yourself from your thoughts and emotions, which is critical to becoming aware of everything present around you. You know, everything becomes very clear and spacious, I can see birds, I can see the formation of their colors, noises, even leaves moving around, the splashing of the shoreline, because my mind is slower. As I'm going through my day rushing to an appointment or driving or running into a coffee shop and there's a big line, you're texting, you've got your phone, everyone's on these electronic devices. They're doing so many things that they, everything's a blur. Just like a train when it's going fast through stations, you don't see things clearly. You see a smear. So all of our life is a smear. Unless we slow it down, we can see in between things. We can see signs. We can see railway stations. We can see the outline of people. But more importantly, we can hear our minds. And more importantly, we can hear the mind of God when everything becomes clear, bright and spacious. We can hear him more. We can center ourselves more. So by doing some recreational activity, not only does it raise your serotonin, which is the feel-good chemical, but we can also clear our minds and move away from the negative mind chatter. The mind follows us. We can go on a Hawaiian vacation. And as I say, we have three things that we're dealing with. We have God's word, which in his spirit, which we don't connect to that often. We have the media around us, people around us, that constant frenetic, bouncing, reactionary buzz. And we have our inner voice. And the inner voice is the most Haunting, because that can follow you. You can say you can go on a Hawaiian vacation, but the halation will still follow you. Your pain will still follow you because this internal chatter. I'm not good enough. I want to get them back. Why am I like this? My life isn't worth living. I'm hopeless. I have no chance. All of these things are learned habits. So as with any other habit of your negative chatter, it's learned. It's a learned way of thinking. We need to practice diverting our thoughts on a regular basis. Dwell in the word. You know, it's a process. We are a work in process, and that's just like gold. It's it's perfected through heat, so through pain and trial and tribulation, it's perfected to be the masterpiece. I actually enjoy the process because it's getting me better all the time. But you need to work the process. You need to work it not with your with the tool part of the toolbox. You need to raise yourself from lying to Yosemite. You need to make sure your software is right, to make sure that your life is also right. So. You need to work this way of living into your daily, weekly, and monthly routines, and it will eventually become your subconscious, the way you think and live. Just the way you think and live today is very real because you did it. The way you think and live if you do this new way will become your new program, and the way you live tomorrow and the day after. So we're known to have about 50 thoughts every minute, and with the negative thoughts outweighing the positive, 14 to one, we really need to be aware of this, negative outweighing the positive, 14 to one, we only need to turn on the radio or even news to be besieged with negative reporting. So it's no wonder that we're more prone to being negative. I looked at a TV channel the other day, took 10 minutes of news for anything remotely positive. Most of the news they we're reporting would make you want to jump off a cliff. I mean, quite literally, it was pretty bad. So it's only through a greater awareness that you can get your head right and then reconfigure the way that you've been societally conditioned to think. So the way forward is we're going through takeouts. We're we're rounding things off here now. The way forward is to find out what triggers you work through those by developing your greater awareness of when they become present, when they're activated and then consistently practice this until they become diminished. And I'll repeat it consistently practice just like honing, just like honing a instrument or honing a guitar. It needs to be consistently tuned and honed to get the best performance. So, Like anything else in your life, you have to get over it in order to get through it. If I don't get over it, I'm never going to get through it. I'll be stuck in it. That's why most of us are stuck. We don't have the tools to get over it. So when listening to another person, don't just listen with your mind. Listen with your inner presence. Feel the energy of your inner self as you listen. That takes the attention away from the noise and the clutter of your mind and creates a stillness that enables you to truly listen without your mind racing and interfering. You know, you're giving the other person space, space to be. It's the most precious gift you can give someone to actually give them space. Most people don't know how to listen because the major part of our attention is taking up by thinking. We pay more attention to what we want to say than what the other person is saying to us. And most of what we're thinking doesn't really matter. You know, you can't feel someone else's inner except through your own. This is the beginning of the realization of oneness, which is pure love, which is pure God. So connectivity will give you connection to people. You'll become an effective communicator. They'll remember you. They'll want to be around you you'll uplift them because they'll remember there's something different about you be transformed right we don't want to be the same we want a higher quality I don't want the world's quality I don't want to go and listen to a seminar that tells me I can do it for myself I can't because if I do it for myself I'll be focusing what's out there already and very simply we're prideful we sometimes don't want to admit it's God in us because we think we're in control but how is really us being in control working for us the world is in many ways falling apart, and families and relationships are too. So it's not working for us. The evidence is all around us. We need to be committed and brave to make the difference. We are the change. We are the difference. We, God can do it. We can do it in and through him. But we need to be the change. So the deepest form of love is being at one with all that's around you, being present. And many times we're in a conversation, the other person, I know they're not listening because they're so, mind is already working on what they want to manipulate and get from it and they want to get their 10 cents in. And that message again is for somebody. So how I can put all of this into my life? We, we've discussed all this, Reverend. How can I put all this into my life? Let's start with positive affirmations. These can bring with them the assertion of a condition that's already new. If I'm positively affirming something. I'm affirming that things already created in me. It is, God put it in you. The world robbed you from it. This is powerful as it brings the revelation of a new truth which predicates a whole new way of intentionally looking at yourself to bring about powerful transformation qualities to your external environment. So when I have an awareness and an affirmation that a better condition and quality is already in me, I need to just pull that out of me. I look to myself to be the transformative quality that will bring change to my families, my relationship, my job, the way I see things, the way I see my illness, the way I see my addictions, the way I see my visibility, What I've transformed all of these things have a tangible hope and positivity that they're working for my good. They're not sticking me. They're not my disadvantages. God will use those for your advantages. Rise and walk. Your faith has healed you. Your blood disease for 12 years has gone because there's something about your inside. You've got new faith. You've got new vigor. You've got new hope. You've got a new perspective on things that you are in right now. So affirm to yourself, I'm here to serve. I'm here to love. I'm here to be the change I need to see through being the change myself. I'm here to live as my true self. I'm here to improve and add value to the world and and the people who live in it. I'm not here to get for myself. I'm here to give. And I've changed. I've tried that the last 10 years. People actually give to me. As I say, I'm not bragging. I will not tell you what they're giving. But when you genuinely give of yourself – Just just try it out. See for yourself and see if you like that version of you and not the other pre-programmed version. See what part of your toolbox you like. The Yosemite or the Lion or the Maverick. So uh, relationally, I will appreciate someone not based upon their response because very often we do it based upon their responses. I will overlook the tension and be kind to someone who has shown negative energy towards me. The only way you can change fire is by adding sand. If I add something... Similar to what is already there, I will get more of it. I will express at least one situation that's made me feel responsible. So raising my presence, I will spend the conversation putting my emphasis on observing instead of speaking. I will sit quietly by myself just to sense how my mind and emotions feel. If someone frustrates or angers me, I'll ask myself what I really feel beneath that anger. I don't want to stop paying attention until my feeling of anger is gone acceptance. I will take five minutes to accept the qualities of someone I really dislike and will find something in them that I do like. So it's about changing. Friends, it's been a blessing sharing this time and space with you. We're actually running out of time and I hope that you've been challenged, uplifted and and inspired. Think of yourself as the toolbox with the software program working optimally. As the one cohesive masterpiece in all the facets of your life, Your working, sleeping and leisure time. I want the best for your life, and know that God wants it even more. Remember, everything you need is already on hand. Love you guys. Let's give God all the glory. It really is all about him and me working in and through him. Um, And thank you so much. Thank you for making this a part of your day. It's actually him working in and through me. And just have a wonderful time. Be blessed. Speak to you soon.
1: The sky when Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of New Dimensions. Please join Reverend Nicholas Barrett again next Wednesday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a blessed week.